0: Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today.
1: And we will help you keep it running, at least the help we get from ASC certified technician Dan Burns from Lloyd's Automotive on beautiful Grand Avenue in St. Paul. Good morning, Dan. Good morning. Happy Easter to you and your family.
0: Thank you. You too.
1: Thank you. It's uh, it's going to be maybe a few showers, but nothing great for well, Easter Well, you know,
0: the other day when it was raining, one of, the, one of my customers said, you know, we have to have this for the... Trees to bud and the grass yeah. to grow, get green and that's the way it goes. So I'll I'll take it because it sure is fun to watch the little sprouts come up in the gardens and the, and the buds are starting to come on the trees. Yes,
1: and, and the snow is almost gone. There are little patches here I have and there. A couple of piles in my <laughs> yard yet,
0: but, uh, but I think by today or tomorrow that I gone. think you're right. Yeah.
1: Absolutely. Well, Dan has helped us out here for a long time on CCO. If you have any kind of a car care question, car, truck, van, and you're having issues. And before you bring it into your favorite dealer, your favorite shop, uh, call us. Call Dan or text Dan. We'll give you the numbers. And uh, you can uh, maybe be armed with a little more information that you did not have, perhaps. 651-989-9226. You can call now. Or you can uh, text Dan, like some folks are doing. 81807. 81807 for your text messages. I was thinking, in fact, I still see uh, a bunch of potholes here and there. Yeah. And parking lots too right? have the same same issue. Uh, what can that do besides you know blow out your tires? Uh, that can dent your wheels. It can. And what else can it do? You know, it's a, first of
0: all, it's a bummer if you own the parking lot and you have potholes in your parking lot because that's a big deal. It's a, yeah. it's a big deal to get that stuff repaired. Um, but you know that I was just mentioning uh, to the guys this week that we're sure are seeing a lot of wheel bearings uh and and you know the listeners may wonder well how do how do I know if my wheel bearing is okay and i and my the answer is most commonly with a wheel bearing it'll you'll hear the you'll hear a noise it'll be an audible growling type noise as you're going down the road that probably came on slowly and uh has gotten worse and but what happens is the when you hit a pothole hard if the bearing is what takes the brunt of the of the impact the uh it's a ball bearing that rolls on a perfectly smooth surface and 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 is packed with grease and if that perfectly smooth surface gets damaged then the bearing or the uh, the balls and all that uh, that are rolling in there start to make noise mm. and eventually it'll get to where it'll create enough heat where the grease will burn out. And 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 when the grease is all gone, then, of course, the wheel bearing, metal on metal, and it falls apart. Gets so pretty hot. I've it's heard. like when your joints are bone on bone. You can only do that for so long, and then they then it falls apart.
1: It, seemed, it was many, many years ago when I was on the highway heading south to my first radio gig. Uh, it must have been a noise, but there was also cars would be going by me and say, you're on fire you're on fire and there was smoke coming out of because of, of a wheel bearing of a wheel bearing yeah now do when you and your guys or your guys repair uh, that uh, that problem is that just in one unit you don't like repack or what, what what's the repair on
0: that? yeah most bearings anymore are not repackable okay. in other words, we we don't most bearings come as, as an assembly and you replace the whole assembly uh, back in the old days, though, you know, when you had a brake job, for example, you would take the inner and outer wheel bearing out, and you would clean it and repack ah. it with grease, with fresh grease, and and keep it in good shape that way. Um, but nowadays, most bearings are a, con- a self unit, yeah, yeah. And, you, and you replace the whole unit. Okay. And there's no way to lubricate them in the meantime. They've got a, a lifetime seal on them. I see. Uh, so you don't, uh, you don't. Service so
1: potholes but, can damage wheel bearings.
0: Potholes can damage wheel bearings and listen for that noise. If you're hearing something different, if you're hearing a growling from your car as you're going down the road, uh pay attention to that and and bring it in and get it checked because uh because that's a that's a big deal and and it's especially as we're getting into summer travel season and the kids are coming home from college and yeah. so forth, uh you need to have all the cars in tip-top shape because In the summer, you don't have time to deal with it. Let's deal with it when you have time. Busy.
1: All right. 651-989-9226. Let's go to the phones. I think Dory's calling from Blaine with a question. Dory, good morning. What can we do for you? Good morning. Uh, Say, I have got a 2018 Nissan Rogue that I leased last August. At about 2,000 miles, it got a vibration in the steering wheel. And they claim the fuel efficiency of the car is a reason for the vibration. Mine seems to be worse than others. They're aware of the problem. They are dallying around. I've many, made many calls. Is this? Could this be a motor mode uh, system in the car? And is that expensive to repair? Is this why they're kind of, uh, uh, shall we say, uh, dallying around?
0: <laughs> no, I... Uh... I mean, it concerns me when they say we're aware of the problem and don't have a solution. Because uh, I, I would think that's what they're waiting on is uh, let's let's uh, have our, get our engineers gathered around here, figure out what we're going to do uh, to deal the problem, deal with the problem. But yes, it could be a motor mount. I mean, there's a whole bunch of things that could that could cause a vibration uh, through the car. And uh, I think maybe where I would start. Uh, if you want to continue, continue to pursue this, is, you know, start with, is it a safety concern? I, I think that they should have an explanation for you that makes you comfortable that, that it's not dangerous, that it's, you know, perhaps uncomfortable, and that in the short term, they'll uh, figure out what it is and let you know what the plan is to repair it. But, you know, it's something that's under warranty, and it must be some sort of design flaw or some sort of flaw that happened in production uh, that needs to be dealt with, and they're trying to figure out how to deal with it. But in the meantime, I would want an answer from somebody, perhaps in writing, that it's safe, what the problem is, and mm. is it safe?
1: All right. Yeah. Well, good luck with that, Daryl. I, I encourage kind of you to pursue it. Yeah. yeah. Good luck. 651-989-9226 is the phone number. If it's easier, send down a text, 81807. Speaking of which... Uh, this texter wants your comments. Thank you for your comments. Two thousand nine Ford Focus needs evaporated core around two thousand dollars. Yeah, what's that?
0: Well, we do them all the time. It's for part of the air conditioning okay. system. It's it's the cool part of the air conditioner. the The air conditioning compressor and the uh, and the condenser and the evaporator and all that are all part of it. But the evaporator is what is actually cool. It's in by the heater core and the uh, air blows through it, the air gets dried in the process, and the air gets cool. And if that's leaking, the refrigerant from the whole system is leaking out into the car, and uh, it needs to be replaced. And the reason it's so expensive, first of all, uh, well, it's not a a cheap part, but it's not super expensive. But the reason it's so expensive is usually the whole dash assembly has to come apart to get to the heater box. Uh, behind the dash and so uh, it's usually a pretty big job to to get to it and and replace it
1: okay so there's your reason
0: and and yeah and of course it's we're coming on that season yes get it done now i I encourage you to get in before it uh before it gets too hot because uh, it's gonna have to be fixed and it's probably still worth it
1: all right very good dan hang on we'll take a quick break here and our callers and texters stand by we'll uh, get your questions answered on our CCO Car Care Show this Saturday. Good morning. Welcome back to CCO's Car Care Show. Denny Long here with Dan Burns from Lloyd's Automotive, located exactly where, Dan?
0: We are at 982 Grand Avenue, right in the heart of Grand Avenue in St. Paul, between Lexington and Victoria. You can find us on the web at lloydsautomotive.net, L-L-O-I-D-S, lloydsautomotive.net. We uh, just updated our website with a few new pictures, Uh videos, and stuff, so check that out. Or give us a call. I think Nick's there this morning, actually, at 651-228-1316.
1: Excellent. We'll get that number out to you uh, before you leave. Uh, Texter says this, Dan, uh, 2006 uh, Nissan Altima. Car has a hard time starting, usually after running AC, almost like I need a new starter. If I don't run the AC, car starts just fine.
0: Well, I wonder... uh, um I don't know what running the AC has to do with any of yeah. that with it with it starting other than uh, when you run the AC it puts quite a bit more electrical load on the electrical system on the battery and the charging system and so forth so it makes me wonder if the alternator is not charging enough to keep up ah, yes. when you turn on the air conditioning then uh the battery's a little bit low that wouldn't and it make starts sense. hard so uh I think I would I would probably have the uh, have the electrical system checked or the battery you know maybe the Batteries getting old and and weak.
1: That would for for you guys, you and your folks there at Lloyd's, that'd be a relatively easy detective. Work, relatively right? easy job. We do
0: yeah. electrical system checks all day, every day. Oh, and, yeah, uh, yeah. Very, very, very common repair.
1: All right. Uh, let's go back to the phones briefly here. Dave, I think is calling from uh, Maple Grove. Dave, you're on CCO with Dan. Yeah. Good morning, Dan and Denny. Morning. Today, I've got a uh, 2008 Toyota Corolla, 130 thousand miles on it. And I I was wondering about uh, putting a can of seafoam into the oil crankcase uh, maybe a couple hundred miles before my next oil change.
0: Um, Well, uh, it's fine. And, you know, oftentimes under many circumstances, it's a good idea. Although the best thing to do is change your oil on the proper interval. And if you do... The oil has detergents in it and will keep it—you know—the inside of the engine clean, and uh, the the seafoam won't really be necessary. But uh, to your question, the seafoam uh, does certainly does not hurt anything, and uh, and it's a cleaner and a lubricant, and so it's a good product. And so, if it makes you feel good, you should do it. That's uh-huh. a good idea. So, all right, yeah, we have it. Make when when we take an engine apart. Uh, and we do often, and uh, it 's been one of our regular customers that you know follows the rules and comes in when they 're supposed to and and uh, versus one who is is doesn 't follow the rules doesn 't come in when they 're supposed to and neglects their cars. It is perfectly clear to us when we uh, look at things and it 's like going to the doctor and, and and when the doctor does your blood work he he knows what you 're up to <laughs> and you 're not going <laughs> to fool him. Uh, and it's the same thing with your car. We we know it, and we and so when I tell you that it's, you know, a good idea to stick to your maintenance schedules, to do what the manufacturer recommends, to do what we recommend, the professionals, uh, you should do it because yeah. I'm I'm not kidding. It it really does make a difference.
1: There's no magic bullet if you if you're lax in pulling maintenance on your vehicle. Uh, yeah, a special can of whatever is. Nice.
0: Well, look at I, I. I could use you as an example, Danny. You you're kind of a nut, actually, when it comes to maintenance. You're on, you're on the it's, other side. You never. No. Uh, you're in early. Yeah. and you take and care, often as they say, you're in early and often. And of course, we love to see it because you bring donuts. But <laughs> <laughs> I don't think we don't notice. Um, but it makes. I mean, and you have no car problems. I mean, it's no. just you get in your car, it starts, it drives. It because we stay on top of it and we take care of it and. And so you don't ha- you don't ha- you don't question whether you're going to have trouble uh, driving down the road.
1: And I don't know how many folks. I'm a little lax at checking the oil from time to time. I think a lot of folks don't check the oil ever, if, ever. Well, well if most, you have a dipstick, most people don't
0: check the ever oil yeah. ever. So yeah, you know, that's, that's, that's true. And that's you should. true. It not, you don't have to do it every time you get gas like yeah. the old days. Well, that's true. Most right. cars don't burn oil like they used to, but uh, you do have to check the oil from time to time because things happen. And you don't want to be surprised by uh, when things do happen that, yeah. oh, wow, my car all of a sudden started consuming a little bit of oil. We need to be uh, uh, we need to be aware when that happens.
1: Dan, let's take a quick break here. We have, uh, in fact, when we come back, we have a bunch of text messages I'd like you to field, if you would, please. So hang on. Good morning. Welcome back to CCO's Car Care Show. Denny Long here. Dan Burns is also in studio from Lloyd's Automotive. And Dan, we have a bunch of text callers, too. I don't want to ignore the textures anymore. Here's one: If I don't drive a lot of miles and I wait until I get to the recommended oil change miles, or should I use the date on the sticker on my window provided at the last oil change to get it done? So, yeah. what what what's the You've heard that before. both, yeah,
0: both use both,
1: <laughs> use both,
0: <laughs> yeah, um, split the difference, whatever. But uh, um, if you drive if you drive very few miles and uh, it gets beyond. A year, for example, oh, yeah. before you have enough miles to have the oil changed, you need to do it more frequently than that. And I've said it before: it's 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 not really that the oil needs to be changed, but we need to see your vehicle more often than that. And an oil change is a good reason to bring it in. Yeah, So very good. I think at least every you know a couple of or a couple times a year. I used to say four times a year, but cars have gotten better and that's intervals, true. Uh, intervals have gotten longer, so. I think at least every other year we need to see your car.
1: Back to the phones, Dan. Josh and Jordan is calling in. Josh, good morning. Good morning. How can we help you? Uh, I have a 2004 Dodge 350 Cummins engine, four-wheel drive, and the kick-down band in the transmission, the adjusting wedge on the end of the band fell out. Um. And it looks like the band had lots of wear. We replaced it with a new adjusting wedge, had to adjust it up quite a bit. My question is, is that band replaceable without pulling down the transmission and taking it out and tearing it apart? I have heard there was some aftermarket bands that could be put in. Uh, Any idea on this?
0: Well i actually i don't uh we don't we work on very, very few Diesels, so I don't know much about that, <clears throat> and I don't know much about the transmission in them either. However, well, for the band, what they're talking about, Denny, is the the band is it uh wrapped there's transmission is made of drums and gears and a whole bunch of things, and they all turn at certain times depending upon which gear you're on, and the band goes around the drum and is is can be tightened to stop the drum from turning mm. that, that's what it's for. Um, and whether it can be replaced, I don't know, but I think that if you do a little bit of research on, and, uh, and first of all, if you, if you find a part that's available to do it, I guarantee you, there'll be a <coughs> YouTube video that will show you how to do it. And, uh, we actually use those and we find them to be pretty handy. That's good. So, uh, I think that's where, where your best source of where to get that information. If there's one available, if you can buy it for the vehicle, then there's a way to get it in and, and. Uh, it'll come with a video
1: you must know this texter it says good morning about this time last year we were both stuck in denver because of the big blizzard much nicer this year yeah <laughs> so <laughs> not sure who that is but yeah. uh, you were stuck in denver a year ago. yeah
0: well that that when i in when i'm i don't i'm not sure about denver but if i if i'm actually up in breckenridge and i get snowed in i love it you love yeah, it. And then I, <laughs> you'll take that and i'll take
1: that once i'm there it's uh-huh. great Texas texter says, I have a clicking sound on a blower door when trying to turn off. Is this an expensive repair? It's a 20 2008 Taurus.
0: Not, well, it can be. <clears throat> There's uh, a, a few options, and I'll tell you the first option that you hope for first is that that electric motor that you're hearing, uh, we should hope that that electric motor is broken, that the gears are stripped in it, and that's what's making the noise. Um, because usually that motor is pretty accessible and e- and easy to repair. However, if the door on the inside of the heater box is what's stuck and not moving and and causing that clicking noise, then uh, that is a big deal because then the whole dash has to come out of the car, the heater box has to come out, the heater box has to be disassembled, and uh, so that's a that's a huge job. So, mm. but uh, quite commonly, it's just the motor. And uh, and the motors can be replaced.
1: All right. Uh, here's the text that says an O2 Honda steep deceleration triggers. You will have to help me on this. A TCS light followed by the engine light both go out only to reoccur the next long big downhill.
0: Hmm. Well, the check engine light coming on uh, is is kind of good news because. Um, There'll be information stored in the computer, and we can actually access that information. Uh, and it, we call it freeze frame. When that when a code is is set, the computer stores that data, and we can see what's going on on that long deceleration that's causing the uh, the check engine light to come on. And and we'll get a code out of there, and that's where the that's the information that will follow. So my recommendation to you is bring it in and 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 uh, get that information, have somebody look at it, and they'll be able to uh, give you some advice and probably an estimate uh, based on the information that they get.
1: Okay. Uh, Let's see. Uh, When one headlight fails, Texter says, do you suggest replacing both?
0: Probably not. No? Uh, uh, It could be pretty expensive, right? Well, it can be, yeah. Actually, sometimes headlights are very expensive, and sometimes they, uh, on lot of newer cars they have not given us good access to them which means uh you know there's a there's a few cars where the actually the front bumper has to come off in order to put a headlight in which is crazy but it but it's true um so no i, I i've not found any reason to say that if if one headlight burns out the other headlight will burn out soon behind now that certainly happens but i would say it's not common
1: okay here's a text i know we have to run pretty quickly <laughs> Good morning, Dan, says a 94 Ranger, 2.3-liter, four-cylinder, likes to randomly idle higher than usual, has new plugs, wires, recently cleaned the mass airflow sensor. Uh, ideas, thanks for the good help. Well, there's
0: an idle control motor. That, you know, the, the uh, idle is controlled on that vehicle by how much air they let into the vehicle. And uh, if it has a false source of air or, you know, an, an unmetered source of air, then uh, that will certainly cause a high idle. Or if, there's, if that uh, electronic or the, the idle control motor is not working properly or is only working intermittently, that would cause that sort of trouble. Okay. But usually idle problems are caused by too much air.
1: Too much air. Mm-hmm. Well, we're out of air. Out of your time. Air, here. <laughs> of <air> time. <laughs> Would you come back next week? Nice segue. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I will come back Good. next week. In All fact, right. I'll
0: look forward to it.
1: All right. We do too. Thanks, Dan. How do we get in touch with you guys at Lloyd's? Well, best way is to give us
0: a call at 651-228-1316. You can find us on the web at Lloyd's Automotive, L-L-O-Y-D-S, net, Or come on over to 982 Grand Avenue in St. Paul. Good deal.
1: Happy Easter to you Thank and your family, you and we'll we'll see you next week. Dan Burns from Lloyd's. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty five bucks per line per month, with eligible trade-in when you switch